Yeah, go get ready. Come on. Go get your shoes. Come on. Go put your vest on. Come on. Come on. As a matter of fact, go get all your stuff. Come on! That's right. What you saying? This ain't worked out. You better go get your head and come on! And here's the reason He saw me up there all alone So for my sin he did atone He purchased me, I'm not my own I want to please him That's right, get all your stuff Pack your bags Come on, get in the car with me We're headed up Faith Street Welcome everybody in Radio World Once again to On Faith Street with Derek Steele And we're excited about this program today uh, We have some special things going on We have a very special guest that's going to be with us uh, For part of the show And then we're also going to be airing one of my dads We're going to reach into the archives And air one of my dad's uh, messages From one of the early morning services At Bethel Missionary Baptist Church in Tallahassee And so, uh, yeah, get all your stuff Come on, uh, join us for On Faith Street today uh, We are so delighted and so excited to have my very good friend, uh, Mr. K. Lenoris Barber with us today. Uh, he's the executive director of the Mount Olive Housing and Community Development Corporation. I just want to say welcome, Ken. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, Happy sir. to be here. It's my pleasure. Yes, sir, man. Uh, you guys are doing some very exciting things in the community, and uh, it's been ongoing, and uh, I've heard great reviews about it, uh, have, have seen a lot of the video, haven't been able to participate in it, uh, but I understand that uh, that uh, this next one is going to be powerful, and a steel will be involved. So, man, just, <laughs> just tell us a little bit about yourself, man, and about what's going on uh, with the Mount Olive Housing and Community Development Corporation. how this all get started? Okay. Again, as you mentioned earlier, I'm the executive director of the Mount Olive Housing and Community Development Corporation. Uh, we are a nonprofit organization who okay. operate in economically distressed neighborhoods. Wow, yeah. Our, our main programs are a, a micro enterprise development program where we loan folks some money who want to start businesses awesome. or expand businesses in economically community, economic communities. Mm-hmm. Um, Frenchtown Rising, yes, one sir. of our current projects, mm-hmm. is um, an event. That we hold in Frenchtown on Macomb Street. Yes, sir. Every Friday before each Florida A&M University's home football game. Right. It's a, kind of a takeoff of the uh, downtown get down model, mm-hmm. uh, with the exception that we do it on Macomb Street in Frenchtown, and we do it before family football games as opposed to Florida State football games. Right. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And you were telling us uh, that that. In French time, we're not going to get down. We're getting up. We're getting, like up. getting, we're getting up. up. Yeah. So that's that's where the name French Town Rising came from. I remember James Brown. He had a song. He said, get on up. <laughs> get up. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but let me tell you about about the mission mm-hmm. of French Town mm-hmm. Rising. Yes, sir. Basically, the mission is to encourage and empower the people of French Town to basically think forward. And and move forward. Yes, sir. We, we're trying to encourage them to not be so reactionary, but to be proactive about the things that are going on in our community. Awesome. Yes. Um, 
So to that end, we had basically four major objectives. One was to reintroduce the world to Frenchtown, its assets, especially its human capital, mm-hmm. to the people of Frenchtown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We wanted to promote the spirit of unity and collaboration. There's several organizations like Mount Olive Housing Community Development Corporation that operate in Frenchtown, the Urban League, the Frenchtown Neighborhood mm-hmm. Improvement mm-hmm. Association, mm-hmm. NAACP, just mm-hmm. to name a few, mm-hmm. that we want to encourage those organizations to work together more and collaborate to move Frenchtown forward. Amen. And we want to spur some commerce in the area. Yes, sir. So um, we wanted to bring folks into the area to to participate and shop at local businesses, Frenchtown businesses. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to bring vendors right. into the area. So we have brought in vendors of all hue who mm-hmm. peddle their wares. And I can tell you through our events, they all have been handsomely Profitable. Come on, come on. Really, really. Some people so, are just smart. <laughs> <laughs> so, and finally, in one of our major objectives, mm-hmm. finally, finally, our final major objective, rather, was to reconnect the Frenchtown community to Florida A&M University. Mm-hmm. Derek, you will remember when um, the FAMU Homecoming Parade oh, used man. to originate in oh, Frenchtown. Oh, come on, man. Don't, don't mention <laughs> that, man. That's one of my heartbreaks. Yeah. That it's, it's not there anymore. So when, when they discontinued their, their origin of the parade in Frenchtown, <laughs> you basically severed all oh. the ties between the university and the black community. So we want to bind those ties again. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, I hope that we can get that message across over to FAMU and the people in charge in the music department or whatever, that they can reconsider this move and bring it back to the community. Because I've said that, you know, FAMU belongs to the community mm-hmm. and, and it's not just an isolated uh, 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 program or, or enclave uh, or students. Yeah, yeah but they're part of this community. It's a part exactly. of this community and, and, and it needs to be uh, paraded through the community mm-hmm. so people mm-hmm. can, you know, the parades give people hope. Man, and they give them a, a vision of, and a future of, of you know little kids are watching, and and they say, man, I can do that when I grow up. You know, I might go to FAMU. You yeah, know, exactly. Yeah, this was one of the biggest parades in, that that was ever produced in this city. So mm-hmm, remember, mm-hmm. if you remember, we used to have bands from all over the all over the nation would come yeah. for that parade, and they and, knew they had to show out because they were at Florida A <laughs> and M University where the Marching One Hundred exactly. resided. Yes, they, exactly, and people would. Would then for the parade, correct? Yeah, and it mm-hmm. wasn't just a, um, just wasn't just for the time of parade. So people would languish and hang out. Fellowship, and it would be a yeah. sense of place, mm-hmm. and the community would be charged, and mm-hmm. people would sell their wares. It would it would last all day long mm-hmm. on the day mm-hmm. of the parade, and throughout the football game, for right. that matter. Right. Right. So yeah, we want to 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 bring that old spirit of Frenchtown back. You know, so we lived. <laughs> Two blocks from Macomb, one block from Macomb Street. Yeah. So um, <laughs> let me tell you about, about the kind of progress we, we made through these events mm-hmm. to that end. Actually, the the very first event we had, there were six home football games this year. Mm-hmm. The very first event that, that we had, there, let me tell you, 5,000 people showed up for the first event. I was completely blown away. I, I just couldn't believe it. I looked out and I saw a sea of orange and green on in the middle of Macomb Street, and it was just phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. The next day, people ask me, oh, we never seen anything like it. How did you do that? Yeah, I saw video. And, yeah. guess, and you, mm-hmm. know, like, you know what my response was? I didn't. God did. Because yeah. it was nothing that I did. 
because I was totally surprised. Right. And all I could do was just be thankful that we had that level of success. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, the format of, of our events, mm-hmm. we, we start out with introductions, and then we move right into devotion. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. And when I say devotion, I mean, you, remember, you remember when, when we were in school? I don't know. If they, they don't do that in school anymore. Right, right. But the first thing you do, you came to class in your homeroom, we had devotion. Right. So mm-hmm. we, we have devotion. Mm-hmm. And when I say devotion, we're talking about we select a church from the community mm-hmm. to pre- preside over devotion at each event. Oh, that's and awesome. So, that's wonderful. Um, that's wonderful. The pastor will lead us in prayer. Then the praise and worship team will give us three or four renditions of some soul stirring gospel. Come on. And that's how that's how we start mm-hmm. the, the, the event. Mm-hmm. Then shortly after that we will have um some neighborhood kids who perform some cheerleaders, mm-hmm. drum line, mm-hmm. um just some youth group. Mm-hmm. And we bless every group that come and, <laughs> and perform. We Pretty bless good. the church, we bless the youth group, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we make a donation to all of these organizations mm-hmm. because we think that they deserve to not so much get paid, but they deserve to get something for their time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, then after that, we um, have recognition of businesses in Frenchtown who've been there and had a certain amount of longevity mm-hmm. in, in the community. So we recognized them. At first, we wanted to have, we thought about having some dignitaries from city government, state government come down and present them with the, the, a plaque or something. And then we thought, you know what? There's nothing better than to have us to recognize our own. And I think right. that meant more to meant more to them than it would mean to have some dignitaries. Yes. So yes. have us recognize yes. our own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, man. You know, the dignitaries are at so many functions, yeah. getting so many accolades. And, <laughs> you know, um, and, you know, it's good for their presence, but, you know, for them to see a community rising, right. Frenchtown rising. Support, I love it. We want to support our own. Mm-hmm. So now the second event, we actually had a crowd of like 6,500 people. So mm-hmm. that crowd started to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, the third event was our home was homecoming. And we had 12,500 people to show up. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It, it, it's, it's really been phenomenal. That is yeah. something else, man. Yeah. I wish my dad was here to I see that, was you know, <laughs> because that was his heart. Mm-hmm. And uh, matter of fact, I tell people all the time that back in the day, we used to have uh, uh, civil rights rallies down in Frenchtown, you know, and, and we'd have a band and we'd have kids and, right. and we'd have something similar right. to what you guys are doing, exactly. you know, but it, 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 it evolved around civil rights and getting information to people mm-hmm. as to what was going on on the political spectrum and, and, and what they need to do to be involved. Mm. Yeah. Good, good. Interesting. Okay. So now let's fast forward. Mm-hmm. So where we are now, we've had a football team who um, who's gone nine and two. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the best season that we've had in FAMU football in a very long time. So our next event is going to be on December the sixth, and we are going to celebrate the football team. Um, we're going to have like a Super Bowl championship type celebration minus parade. So we'll have the band, the cheerleaders. The football team and the coaches present. Now let me tell you. Now at our at our second event, um, we actually had the president of the university came and came. He spoke and he came for the third event too. So he came for two mm-hmm. two events. 
and we were pleased to have him. And on our last event, we had the band and the cheerleaders. So it was amazing just to see the Marching 100 coming down Macomb Street. Yes, sir. When we haven't had the parade or seen uh, that site wow. in oh, a wow. number of years. Yes, so and yes. people were just completely elated and excited. And it was just epic. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, I was watching a football game last night. I was watching Lamar Jackson run that mm, ball. Mm. And I said, you know what? He moving in high step and remind me of the March of 100 <laughs> drum majors moving quickly, boy. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Nothing like that. Man, this is such a wonderful, this is such a wonderful idea that, that came about. Well, yeah. I, I, I'm pleased. I'm, I'm pleased with the uh, support from the community turnout. And, um, and as I said before, it's nothing that I did. It, it, it was God did it. Amen. Amen. So, All man, doing. we are so thankful for you coming out and sharing this information and just uh, sharing your presence, your personality with us. Uh, you've always been a, a, a good friend that I've admired over the years. And I'm going to tell you something, uh, Brother Barber. Uh, you saved my life and you don't even know it one time. Uh-uh. I got yeah. out of the treatment center at this village mm-hmm. and I got my first paycheck. And I looked at my paycheck and I looked at my bills and I said, man, I might as well just go on back on the street (laughs) and smoke some more dope. This is crazy. You know? Right. But I said, I'm going to try what the program says. I'm going to call a friend. Right. You call me? And I called you. Mm -hmm. And you started laughing at me. (laughs) You started laughing at me. And you did what the program said. You brought me back to sanity. And I all you said, man, you used to not have a house. You used to used not to have, have rent to pay. You didn't have your TV. You didn't. You didn't have a car. <laughs> and now you complain about all these blessings right. and all these gifts. And so I began to come back to reality. It saved my life that day. Well, see, and I, so I, I don't I know if I ever too. told you that, but no, you've never shared really. Me, but I appreciate that. You doing really that. saved my life that day because I was caught up in some very serious stinking thinking. Mm. You know, and and uh, brought me back to reality. I really appreciate you, Brother Barber, man. So glad that you were able to join us today. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here, and thanks for having me. Yes, sir. We are so excited and thankful for what Mr. Barber and all of those involved with the Mount Olive Housing and Community Development Corporation are doing there in Frenchtown. And I just want to make mention that my brother, uh, Daryl Steele and friends will be performing at the next event on December 6th. So if you can, by any means, get out there and have a great time and celebrate uh, the community and Frenchtown rising. And right now, we're going to lead right into the message for today. deep into our archives uh, and we, we found a message from my father the Reverend Dr. C.K. Steele uh, it was uh, delivered at Bethel Missionary Baptist Church on March 16th 1978 at the 7.30 a.m. service and it's entitled Being with Jesus I know you're going to enjoy this and I'm glad I, to welcome here today uh, the littlest the littlest Miss Steele and my baby granddaughter. I missed her the other times that she's been here. I'm glad to see her today. I want to ask all of the candidates for the deaconship to meet me Wednesday at 7 o'clock at my home, if you please. (laughs) 
How many of us have our Bibles with us? Let me see your hand. Your Bible, really. Hold your Bible up. They hold mine up too. They increasing too. They really increasing. Don't let us not forget to bring our Bibles to church on Sunday mornings. I, uh, I'm not going to read a lot of this this morning. I'm going to enter into the message immediately. Well, I want to talk about when you've been with the Lord, being with Jesus. Being with Jesus. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled, and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 4, and that's verse 13. Being with Jesus. The text concerns an incident during the very early and formative stage of the history of the apostolic church. The church is still young and very young. The Holy Ghost has not been too long come. And the, uh, the apostles and early believers are filled with the Holy Ghost. And their cups are running over. And because they were so bold in their witness, Courageous in their stands for the master. They were accosted. They were arrested. And uh, called in question about their witness. I saw this sign in some church and it was a question. And the question was, if you were arrested for being a Christian, could they find enough evidence to convict you? Uh The authorities, religious authorities, religious leaders, priests and high priests and scribes and Pharisees, are the ones who called Peter and John into question about preaching and talking and witnessing to the power and the salvation through Jesus Christ. Mark you just a while ago 
Peter and John on their way to the temple had observed this man begging, asking for alms. And uh, Peter and John said to them, said, we, we don't have any money, silver and gold. Have we none? But such as we have, give I unto thee. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, get up and walk. And that man got up and walked and went leaping and shouting and rejoicing in the temple. And it was for this, as well as their witnessing, well. that Peter and John were called in questions. They asked them, uh, by what name have you done this? By what power, by what authority? And Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, Ye rulers of the people and the elders of Israel, if ye this day, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, be it known unto you and all, and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand before you here whole. Then he goes on to say, this is the stone which was set at naught by you builders, which is become the head of the corner. And he said to them, oh, praise the Lord. There is, neither is there any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Isn't that a courageous stand and witness? They are accusing their leaders. They are accusing their religious teachers of spiritual ignorance and of crucifying their own Messiah. <laughs> this astounded those astute, learned men in Jerusalem. And the Bible says, and when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they were bold in their witness. They were bold because they knew Jesus. They were bold because they had been taught by Jesus. They were bold because they had been changed by Jesus. They were bold because the master 
was with them then. I don't know about you, but I just believe that if you know Jesus, you'll be glad to tell somebody else. That if you know Jesus, you'll want somebody else to know him. If you know Jesus, you'll not be ashamed to talk about him. And so it was. And, and they d discovered that these men did not have uh, this boldness because of their degrees. No, they did not have this boldness because of their training, their formal training. Yeah. Uh, they had common ordinary Hebrew uh, education, but they have not been to special schools where they might get what we would call a master's degree or a PhD or whatever you want to call it. They just had ordinary education. And uh, they perceived that they were unlearned and meek and ignorant men, so they marveled. I tell you, if you've been with Jesus, people will marvel at you. People will wonder about you. People will look at you and see that you're different from other people, that you don't walk like other people that you don't talk like other people, that you don't look like other people, that there's just something about you that's different when you've been with the master. These men, they perceived that they had been with Jesus. They had walked with him. They had talked with him. They had communed with Jesus. And the world, those who saw them, recognize that here are men who've been changed. It's marvelous to be with Jesus. Do you know what I'm talking about? I say, do you know what I'm talking about? It's marvelous to be with Jesus. Uh, in the first place, when you've been with Jesus, you feel like a child of God. You recognize that your father is rich in houses and land. He holds the wealth of the world in his hand when you've been with Jesus. When you've been with Jesus, you lift up your head, but not in pride. You lift up your head with an humble heart, and you tell the world, uh, my father is rich in houses and land. He holds the wealth of the world in his hand. When you've been with Jesus, you feel like you're somebody. When you've been with Jesus, you feel safe. You feel safe. Huh? A whole lot of people worried to death. They worried about life and living. Just worry in the morning, worry all day, go to bed worried and wake up in the morning still worried. But I tell you, oh praise the Lord, when you've been with Jesus, you don't have to worry about anything. For he says, cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he for he carries 
for you. You don't have to worry when you've been with Jesus. You don't have to worry about anything for he will take care of you. It's a kind of peculiar safety when you are with Jesus. Well, well I remember this morning uh, when I was a little boy. You pardon me. If a storm came up around that little shack we lived in and I'd hear tubs being blown about in the yard, trees, windows rattling, you don't know nothing about that, windows rattling, you know, and thunder, muttering, thundering, and fucking lightning coming through the curtains, and old sack being shaken by the wind. If my daddy wasn't there, I'd be frightened. But do you know what? If my daddy was at home, I felt all right. I, I had a peculiar kind of feeling of safety when my daddy was at home. And so it is in life. When you're with Jesus, you are safe. You feel secure. You know that God can do anything but fail. No matter how the storm may rage. No matter how the wind may blow. No matter how the lightning may flash or strike. If your heavenly Father got you in his hand, there's no power can pluck us out of our Father's hands. Oh, if I could just get that one thought over this morning. To somebody here right now, fearful, nervous, upset, worried. If I could just get the idea over to you this morning that if you go away from here today, conscious I'm with the master. He walks by my side. He holds my hand. He leads me on. He's my rock in a weary land. He's my shelter in the time of a storm. He never leaves me alone. If we could just, if we cared no more away from here today than just that. Somebody's worried about sickness. Somebody's worried about death. Somebody's worried about bills. Somebody's worried about your relationship on your job. But whatever it is, you need not be afraid if you're with Jesus. I want, I ask him every day, oh master, let me walk with thee. Yeah. Oh master, let me walk with thee. Hold my hand. Oh master, let me walk with thee. Let me hear your voice. Yeah. Oh master, let me walk with thee. Yeah. Keep me, keep me every day of my life. When you were with Jesus, you have a peculiar kind sense of safety every day and every hour of your life. And I want to ask you this morning, are you with him? Are you with him? Did you come to church with him? Did you stay with him last night? Are you with the master?
When you're with Jesus, you have no reason to fear. I like that psalm that says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? I'm with the Master. I'm with the Master who calms the mighty sea. I'm with the Master who weighs the uh, mountains in balances. I'm with the Master who speaks and doors will open. Open doors that no man can shut. I'm with the Master who masters every situation. Oh, praise. Praise his holy name. Some people are afraid of tomorrow. But when you're with the master, you don't have to worry about tomorrow. For he, he holds the tomorrow in his hand. They looked and they saw Peter and John. These men are not educated. But they've been with Jesus. They've been with Jesus. I wonder if there's somebody here who would like to have Jesus go home with you. Would you like him to go home with you this morning? Oh, my brother, it's wonderful when he goes home with you. Would you love for him to go home with you this morning? He'll solve your problem. You let him go home with you. He'll keep you every day and every hour of your life. I'm not talking about what somebody told me, not what I read in a book, but I'm talking about what happened to me. I'm telling you what ha has happened to me, for he's brought me from a mighty long way. When it's been dark and I had to stop and mark time a little while, way by and by, he shined a light on the pathway. When the load was crushing me down and looked like I couldn't stand up straight, I called on him and he lifted and rolled my burden away. It's wonderful. You see, some people have to ask him, come on over here. I don't have to do that when you're with him. Oh, wow. Being with Jesus. I know you were blessed by that message. I certainly was. Uh, it's just a wonderful thing to be with Jesus. And when you've been with Jesus, as my father said, uh, people will recognize a difference about you. So thankful for that. And now as we close out, uh, we want to give this opportunity for you to be with Jesus. If you haven't received him as your Lord and Savior, you can receive him right now and you can have Jesus with you at all times. He promised to all those who receive him. He said, I'll, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He said, lo, I am with you always even to the end of the world. And so we want to pray right now uh, and give you that opportunity to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Pray this prayer with me if you're in. If you're all in and you want Jesus, pray this prayer. Oh, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Take control of my life. Uh, ascend the throne of my heart and take full control. I want to make you my Savior and my Lord. 
Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Write my name in your book of, of life and use me to your glory. I receive it. I believe it. I count it as done now. And I thank you, Lord, that I am saved by your great grace and mercy. If you prayed that prayer with me, then you have been saved. You have received Jesus. If you prayed that out of your heart and you meant that, then Jesus has come to you and you will know the difference. You will know what it's like to be with Jesus and he will be with you. But then there's the other part of that for you to be with him and to walk with him. Uh, Jesus came to the disciples and said, follow me. And that's our call is to follow his lead, to go where he wants us to go, to do what he wants us to do and to live the life that he has in store for us. Uh, it's been a delight to be with you all today out there in Radio World. We hope you can join us again real soon. Before we go, we want to give a kudos to our sponsors. The Dream Foundation and Mr. Michael Dobson there for his graciousness and kindness towards us in supporting us. And also uh, the great Dr. Joseph Camps of the Advanced Urological Institute and my own good friend, Pastor Avery McKnight and the Powerhouse Church of God by Faith. Uh, Mr. Scott Thornton and Apogee Science, uh, who at once I used to work for uh, when they owned the uh, Prestige Cleaners. Also, Bishop Michael Moore and Powerhouse Church of God in Christ. Uh, I want to thank them for their gracious, kind support and over the years. He was my uh, childhood Boy Scout. Uh, he was he was our uh, our Boy Scout leader. Amen. And um, also, Miss Gail Milan, Mr. Charlie Elder. Uh, Mr. Tyrone Davis and Direct Auto Exchange, Attorney Harold Knowles, Pastors Richard and Andrea Letford, my great pastors and mentors and leaders whom I love so dearly. And I want to just thank everyone uh, uh, in Radio World who's been supportive of us and uh, Pastor R.B. Holmes, P Pastor Robert Shelley, Pastor Mike Floyd, Pastor Ivy Williams, all who have been mentors and supporters of mine over the years and many others whom I haven't had a chance to name this time, uh, but you're on my heart. And so I just want to thank you for everything that you have done to support us over the years and to support this radio program. I also want to thank our good friend, uh, Mr. Beigler Thompson at BT Performance. Hello, I am Beigler BT Thompson, owner of BT Performance Unlimited Paint and Body Shop and Auto Repair. We want to thank you for 25 years of service in the area. We offer free diagnostics and free estimates. Insurance and walk-ins are welcome. We can make your vehicle look and run like new. We are located in the Airport Industrial Center, Call us at 575-6262. That's 575-6262. As we close out today, please remember 1 John 5 and 4, which says, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. This is Derek Steele saying, So long out there. Don't stress. Be blessed. See you next week on Faith Street. You believe my God.